Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. We want to do a quick shout out to Midland, Michigan. Now, I've heard of Midland, Texas. Right. But not Midland, Michigan until today. And Midland, Michigan. Yeah. Welcome. That's pretty cool. We're excited to have you listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. I've been to Hell, Michigan. Yes, you have. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been... Have you been to Michigan? I've been to Detroit, Michigan. Detroit? Yeah, went to Detroit. We've got quite a few uh-huh. uh, viewers or downloaders uh, yeah, from yeah. Detroit. We do. So yeah. thank you, Detroit, as well. Yeah. Thank you, our Michigan people. All right. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645 if you send us an email about something you like about the show. We will give you $5 off our Etsy store. Yes. Yes, which is shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. Do be sure to think about getting the Porn Blocker Covenant Eyes. And if you use the promo code GRACE1998 and the link in our show notes, you will get one month free. And you can also be a supporter of our show. There's a link in our show notes as well. And all that we, the money that we raise goes to missions. Amen, amen. And if you're looking for a therapist, check out Dr. J. He yeah, might be your man. I've got, you know, I've got a, quite a few. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But I always can have more. God is blessing. God is good. Yes, and we're all the time. All, all the, time. the time. God, God is, is good. good. All right. So what kind of facts do you have today? Hmm. The first roller coaster was hmm. used to transport coal down a hill. Okay. After people found that it could reach speeds of up to 50 miles per hour, tourists asked to ride on it for a few cents. And after that is history. Wow. That's kind of a dangerous thing to Okay, let's try this. Okay, I'm not a big roller coaster person. Are you? You know, when I was a teenager, I I never really loved them. No. But I did go on because I didn't want my friends to think I was uh, scared. (laughs) I never liked it. I went on the beast. Go figure that. Why? And where is that one? It's at Kings Island. Okay, and that's where? In Cincinnati, or Cincinnati area. It's in Mason. Oh, okay. Well, get your area right. Well, it's been a while, but well, yeah, and then it was yeah. Screaming Demon, which I never went on that, Why? and uh, I wouldn't have gone on because of the name now. Oh, no. But I wasn't a Christian. I didn't, didn't care. Yeah. I and there was the Racer, which is an old time, which was, I would probably go on that. Like now. one of the old wooden It ones. wasn't that bad. Um, oh, no. The no. Vortex. Oh, no. Well, okay. So we had, I went to a little Christian school, Mobile, Greystone. Okay. Woohoo, Greystone, Greystone people. Woo! Um, and we went on a senior trip to Disney World, and I was perfectly fine sitting on a bench by myself yeah. while everybody went on Space Mountain, but they would not have it, and they dragged me on it. Mm. That one is okay because you can't really see what's happening, but I think now they've decided to turn the lights oh. on because there have been a bunch of bad accident so yeah. well bad accident so yeah okay didn't really like it now i don't mind the mine train but the mine train's not really officially a roller coaster i'm not gonna hell about roller coasters i mean yeah i'm kind of like the, i'm old i'm kind of like the uh, carousel now yeah, right <laughs> well, like a scary ride for me <laughs> well i've always been an old soul so i've never really liked i like the viking ship that kind of goes up and down, okay. up and down. i'm more the carousel type as well. I don't mind the, what's the thing? The Ferris wheel? Yeah, I don't mind the Ferris oh, wheel. Oh, it does make me sick. 
Yeah, you don't. You, well, you don't like heights, so you don't like, and, and you always end up stuck on top when you're. They always in. do that to me. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna leave them stuck." I think now I'm kind of like the like my the old people do nowadays. Hold the stuff. <laughs> I just hold the stuff and eat and yeah. go to shows. Oh no, we've become those people. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with those people. My mom and dad. Oh my word, we're just old souls too. But we've always kind of been old souls, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Uh, most toilet paper sold for home use in France is pink. Why? Because they're French. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just, you know, okay. it's France, pink, therefore, must be. I don't know. That's, That's interesting. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Warner Bros. Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. Canceled Home Alone because they didn't want to spend $14 million on it. 21st Century Fox continued the production, and the film grossed $476 million worldwide. Oh, wow. I bet they were kind of kicking themselves for that, because yeah. that hit, I mean, that's like one of the favorite Christmas movies that everybody plays with all the other ones. It's a favorite. We watch it a lot, most Christmases. Mm-hmm. I bet they're kicking themselves. Hmm. Bullfrogs do not sleep, and I believe it. Bullfrogs and butterflies. So they don't sleep? They don't sleep. God made them that way, and they love them very much. They're very special. Well, that is interesting. Are there other animals that don't sleep, I wonder? I don't know. I don't know either. All right, one more. One more. One one more. more. It took the creator of the Rubik's Cube, Erno Rubik, Uh one month to solve the cube after creating it. Oh. As of June 2018, the world record is 4.22 seconds of, of uh, uh-uh. yeah, solving the cube. Oh, wow. Well, when I taught fifth grade, I taught at a school in Cary, North Carolina, really smart kids, and I had quite a few that, that could do it. I will be honest, I'm not a puzzle type. I, I have never been able to do it. I don't have do patience one. for that. I, I just have never been able to do it. I don't know. That's hard. Oh, well. Just not, is it kind of like scientific mathematical side of your I brain? Don't know. I, I guess I was ADD, ADHD as a kid, and I didn't. More I of the literature side. And you started it and you just. I was an awful student as a kid. Well, yeah, but the Rubik's Cube. I was an awful Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I just. But look uh, at you now. ADHD, ADD. It's okay. Yeah. Look at you now, Dr. Yeah. J. Dr. J. You're awesome. <laughs> Who cares well, about speaking about who cares. Yes. Uh, maybe we could take it up because today we're talking about midlife. Well, and we were talking about being old souls. So that kind of old fits soul. right. Midlife. We are we are midlifers a little bit above yeah. midlifers, maybe. Maybe not too uh, much. Yeah, we're still midlife. We're still midlife. Yeah. You know, many people, movies especially, show mm-hmm. stereotypes of Right. You know, specifically a guy. Yes, uh, yes. Female. Right. You know, growing, getting up, and, and all of a sudden, uh-huh. getting a sports car, taking yes. off the secretary, and it's just... Not good. Yeah. Coloring their hair, changing the way they dress. Yeah. And, and, and not there's anything wrong with some of that. I mean, you know, some of that's not so bad. Taking it with the secretary, you know. That's yeah, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, people recognize this, and I think a lot of wives will with with mm-hmm. the husbands and whatnot. Right. But it's very scary, I think. You, ladies have 
you guys, your body changes several times throughout. I mean, it's, it's hormones are changing all the time. True. Well, yeah. But guys, testosterone drops considerably. Right. Uh, around 40 and on. Yeah. And, and I mean, women, we do have issues, but it does seem to be like a real. It's not as profound. No, it's more gradual, I think. But guys, all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, oh, my goodness. 40, yeah. 40 to 60 mm-hmm. usually is considered uh, midlife. Right. And uh, it can last for months or even up to five years in men. Okay. Where it's, 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 it's very, very distressing. All right. I want to give some hope from the very get-go. Okay. Uh, from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's people in the Bible that definitely were midlife and experienced midlife. Job was probably oh, midlife. He probably was. And talk about a had, lot of challenges. He had some major challenges. Yeah, lost his family, except for his wife. Um, lost crops, lost his house, lost his animals, lost his servants, lost everything but his wife. But he was able, at the end of it all, right, to give God glory mm-hmm. and to grow. And he had a... Another, mm-hmm. the, 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 it says in the last chapter, mm-hmm. the the next half of his life was good and prosperous. He had more kids too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and you know, people are having kids later and later. Yeah. Well, wow. So, you know, some people are having them in midlife. Moses yes. was midlife when God called him from the burning bush. Yes, he was. You know, go yes. tell Pharaoh, let, me, let my people go. And, mm-hmm. you know, really, and he wrote the five books through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, you know, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. And Moses did, God did more than all the other time uh, mm-hmm. in his younger years. True. During that midlife time. You're right. Um, also, there's Esther. Oh, okay. We got a woman in there. All right. For Esther in there for those ladies. Esther on but in there for Esther us. was midlife. And, and uh, you know, I would say she was about midlife because people didn't live that to be that old. No, no. Uh, and definitely her mm-hmm. uncle. Right. Yeah. Um, Mordecai. But, yes. you know, Esther was put in that position midlife mm-hmm. for just a time as this. Ultimately. Right. To save the nation of Israel, to save the Jews. Absolutely. And, I mean, she could have been killed, but, uh, you know, God had the king show favor on her. And And Mordecai was promoted, too. Yeah, that's right. And so I think they were both were kind of midlifers in that Right, right. David, Mm -hmm. King David. Yes. Man, he was struggling the whole time. You think? (laughs) <laughs> you know, he had some time. His, bro- his brothers making fun of him. He's not right. the sheep. Yeah, Goliath situation. Mm-hmm. Trying to prove that he was the king, even yep. though he was by God's election. Saul tried to kill him. Saul. Yeah. Uh, his his family problems, his own sin, his struggle. Right. right. Man, his midlife. Well, he's probably midlife in it when he was sitting up there on the the roof. Looking at Bathsheba. Yeah, I'm sure that was a midlife period. Definitely. But but even through all this, God called him a man after his own heart. Yes, he did. Paul. Mm Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul. Yes. uh, Midlife. Right. Probably in his 50s when this happened. 
you think on the Damascus yes. Road? Yes, because yeah. he was about 65, 66 probably when he died. Okay. And here's a man that would suffer immensely from his own countrymen. Right. He would, he would be shipwrecked, left for dead, yeah. stoned several times, left for dead. Right. He would be persecuted. Mm-hmm. He would be put in jail several times on, on, with uh, unlawfully. Yes. Wrongly. Right. And this man, this man took it. He would ultimately lose his head. He wrote two-thirds mm-hmm. of the New Testament. Which is amazing. And he is kind of, Jesus used him in a way to really, as a foundation, although Jesus is the ultimate foundation, mm-hmm. to the church that we have today. True. True. So with mid midlifers and everything, I mean, a lot of times, not always, because like we said, people are having kids younger. Sometimes that's when the kids leave, go to college or get married or something like that. And you're empty nesters. And then sometimes you have older parents that you're dealing with. And, and so sometimes when you're in that period, there's a lot of traumatic changes occurring and it makes you feel even more. I don't know. In Uh, limbo, I guess. I I think as a man. Okay. You know, our hormones are different. Right. And we don't have as much change like you ladies do. Yeah. But I think as a man, you you wake up, you think you're immortal. We got Mm -hmm. this testosterone. Right. We want to conquer things. And we we always think of ourselves. Matter of fact, you know, I still, the mind still says I'm young. Right. But my body in the mirror says you're not. When you get up in the morning and you're aching and moaning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I think there's a day that comes and something triggers these feelings. Right. It could be you start seeing gray. You start losing your hair. Mm-hmm. You know, you, your pants don't fit. <laughs> your your libido yeah. is not as high. You're, right. You know, you begin to get some anxiety about death mm-hmm. about your life almost being over right about um, you may fall into depression and anxiety mm-hmm. you may it's possible that uh you're questioning having a lot of regrets in life mm-hmm. i would have done this and that right uh, but but i think that is normal mm-hmm. common right but i think you you have to look at this as an opportunity not as um, not as something dark in your life. Absolutely. And, and if you, I mean, there have been some dark days, you know, for both of us at this point in our life, I'll be honest. And it's, it's good to have someone to talk those dark days out with, because a lot of times there are changes going on that you have no control over and you just got to roll with it. And, and sometimes you need to talk about these things and there's nothing wrong with, with getting a Christian counselor and talking to them about, you know, what you're dealing with. Matter of fact, I encourage, I think it's almost a necessity. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, because midlife is an opportunity uh, for for us, mm-hmm. uh, it it should not. It's got a stereotype of being all negative, right? But I think, as I mentioned, the midlifers in the Bible, including mm-hmm. Jesus, yes, that you know, it's an opportunity for greater things, right? It's an opportunity to connect greater with your spouse, with yes. your wife, yes, a wife with your husband. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're if you're looking at this from the woman's standpoint. 
you know, as the man is has all these unwelcome feelings, he's not as in tune with his emotions. Right. He's not in t- as much in tune with his body. Mm-hmm. He begins to have this restlessness and anger and, and kind of adrift from personal values. Mm-hmm. And now he might be he, some things he might be feeling is disconnected mm-hmm. or discontented, mm-hmm. you know, unhappiness. Right. Uh, he may be bored. He may not be, you know, he's, his career may have reached a plateau. And this brings anxiety. This mm-hmm. brings fear. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, some other feelings that he may have is, is feeling smothered. Hmm. How so? Explain that. You know, after years, uh, you know, maybe he needs feels needs to be alone to think. Yeah. Maybe he's frustrated from all these dreams and desires mm-hmm. providing for his family. And then all of a sudden he's, he's by himself. Right. And, and I think sometimes a guy needs to be reasonably isolated to mm-hmm. think through and process what's next. To get that man cave. That man cave. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That she shed for the girl. For the woman. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Disheartened. Mm. I think a guy or or female, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking specifically. You can jump in for females. Oh yeah, I'm in. <laughs> you do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just pop on in. Just pop on in there. Uh, you know, I think that we have all these lofty and mm-hmm. good goals, right? Uh, as young in our younger years, mm-hmm. but we don't always achieve them, right? You know, and and it hammers away at a uh, a guy, or you know, a guy's self-worth. Right. There's disappointment. Right. There's shame, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and maybe the guy, the the husband, may feel disappointed. Maybe feel that his wife's disappointed in him too. Hmm. Well, you know, and, and on the female side, a lot of times I think we feel disheartened because we've been the caregiver. We've been the one that's run the kids around and, and have, you know, taken them to dance and all the things, you know, all the sports. And, and we've been so busy, you know, shuttling our kids around, you know, feeding them, being there, helping them with homework, listening. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that stopped and you feel disheartened because you're like, okay, what am I going to do now? And sometimes the husband might feel smothered because now the wife will put all that energy that she's been doing with the kids on the husband. And then he's going to feel smothered by that because he just needs to work through his feelings. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's very true. So I think that's pretty common. You're both finding your way and not always connecting in the same, you're not in the same spot. Um, And, and that definitely needs to be taught through um, as a couple. And I think a lot of, of marriages have issues at this point because Mm -hmm. of things like that. Um, and, and, you know, you see a person that's been married, a couple that's been married 25, 30 years, and all of a sudden they are going separate ways because they don't know how to deal with the changes that have happened in their lives. Yeah, and instead of drawing close together, they push each other away. I think that's 100 percent true. Right. Yeah. I think there's also apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Definitely. A decline in sexual performance, libido. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it uh, guys, it's kind of a pride thing. 
Well, and then women are going through menopause and things yeah. like that. And a lot of times That's that tough. packs on the pounds. So you're just not feeling desirable. So, yeah. Stupefied. Stupefied. Carefree days are less and less. Hmm. And they should be more, you know, they should be more and more. I, I, aging parents. Right. Needing more time, more energy. Yes. Uh, you know, and it feels like you, you don't get any breaks. Yeah. And I think a lot of midlifers are facing that. It's difficult. It, it, it is. Um, you know, we, we know that, how difficult it is. Yeah. Pessimism. Mm. You know, blink, blink, blink future. It uh, feels like God's reneged on his promises. Um, you know, maybe we're doesn't look anything like an abundant life that we mm-hmm. thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And But our plans are not his plans and right. our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. True, true. Uh, but I think when your chemicals are messed up, your hormones mm-hmm. are messed up, and you're seeing mortality, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got all this around you, confusion, mm-hmm. fear, yeah. I think it's easy to fall in that. Definitely. It is very easy to to give in to those negative, pessimistic feelings instead of trying to find the silver lining in the situation. Yeah. You know, there's some stages to this. Okay. Stage one is calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. This is when they get older, they, f- they fear growing old and increases in- with their age. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what they could have achieved, what they didn't achieve, it starts becoming something they're they're kind of uh, a little apprehensive about. Not quite panicking. Right. Stage two, the storm clouds are gathering. Mm. This is when there's they're simmering feelings of resentment, mm-hmm. um, feelings of regret. Yeah. Stage three is more the sports car stage, self-explanatory, <laughs> right? Uh, they're yeah. trying to be young again. Right. They're trying to rebel against aging process, which is the consequence of sin. Trying to hold that back a little bit more. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to stay young. Right. Right. The fear of death. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the bomb, the bombs drops. This is where a lot <laughs> stage of Stage four. Yeah. You know, this is where... They they lose that youthful vigor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their lifestyles change. They're they're self critical, right? And this is a lot of times where this uh, secretary is the one. I'm glad you're my secretary. Oh, yeah. you're sweet. But, okay. but uh, <laughs> you know, he goes off with a secretary, right? This well, doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. And also, you know, this is going to sound silly, but a lot of times you realize, hey, I can't sit down and eat 15 hamburgers anymore. That's not going to be good for me. Yeah. Uh, and you find like you've got to make diet changes and you've got to maybe go to the doctor more <laughs> than you used to. And all of a sudden you see that you're taking more medication. So I think that's part of the bomb dropping too. Oh, don't you? Yeah. Because I oh, mean, yeah. you do. I mean, the, you know, things happen. Yeah. Stage five is a resolution. Okay. This is where, and this can recycle for years. Yeah. These stages, but stage five is where you start to, <clears throat> you begin to kind of examine mm-hmm. the decisions and uh, what's in your future. And you kind of lean into the fact where maybe this isn't so bad yeah. and, and you feel a little bit better sometimes, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is, uh, it's kind of similar to grief. Right. And it probably is a type of grief. I think it is a type of, yeah. of grief because, I mean, you're facing the things that you didn't do, that you wanted to do, 
you're facing the changes and the regrets. There's a lot of self-reflection. I think with guys and with wives mm -hmm. whose husbands are experiencing this is, mm -hmm. you know, trying to empathize. I'm not saying right. you're going to love it. Right. Try to give a little extra encouragement, mm -hmm. remembering that, you know, I, I think filling their love language. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and giving distance when it's needed and being in tune to that, you know, when the wife should be given the husband some time mm -hmm. and when, you know, there should be more togetherness. I mean, you got to be in tune with that and you have to tell each other. You really have to talk. You really need to communicate. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's important. Spirit of optimism. Mm -hmm. Spread optimism, encouragement, and confidence in the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, sprinkle blessings on dreams, not curses. You know, if he wants to pursue his, uh, you know, uh, a new language or, yes. or go back to school, encourage it. Absolutely, because okay. people are going back later and making changes midlife now, changing careers going to school. I mean, you know, you should just definitely prop each other up and, and say, Hey, this is exciting. Go do it. Some yeah. things to do to help, uh, help you a man. Mm -hmm. And this could apply a lot of this to women too. Okay. Uh, to come out victorious from midlife mm -hmm. is stay accountable to a godly, mm -hmm. godly man mm -hmm. or for a woman's sake, godly woman. Mm -hmm. Men often find strength in relationships in the presence of, other men mm -hmm. uh, as far as friendships. So when you see all the older men and older women gathering at Bojangles. <laughs> yeah, well, they do, too. The guy they go oh, my goodness. I think that's 100%. Yeah, yeah. Staying connected <laughs> yes. matters Great greatly to yes. your spouse, right. children, family, church. Yeah. Um, I think reassess cautiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to not see thing the glass half half empty, mm -hmm. but see it half full mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah, you gotta change your mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seeing this as an opportunity, mm -hmm. rejecting false ideas that the grass is greener on the other side. Right. Because the grass is greener, maybe because the the ground is sewage. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've never heard that before, but it's true. Oh, my word. <laughs> establish, oh my. protect your health, yeah. establish new goals, hobbies, volunteer work, travel, um, you know, and I think really, this is really should be the first one, mm -hmm. is become inundated in the word of God. Definitely. Build your relationship with the Lord and, mm -hmm. and, and your spouse with the Lord. And, you know, mission trips, getting involved in your church. Right. This is huge. I've seen a lot of people already taking a pickleball. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shout out to the pickleballers. Yeah, I don't pickle think ballers. I'm going to be able to. I would probably break a leg. Or something. Yeah. That's all. I mean, it's Maybe awesome. I'll try it. I don't know. Um, I haven't tried it, but I will. Yeah. 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 Okay. Go pickleball. I think it's. I think it's very important to set new goals, new dreams, you know, dream together. What do you what do you want to do in the next? Because people are living longer. You know, you're living longer. People are working longer. You know, make those dreams. Talk to each other. Most importantly, if you're married, talk to each other. This is not the time to withdraw. This is the time to talk to each other and set good yeah. boundaries so you don't yeah. get in temptation. Absolutely. Because that can destroy your entire yes, family. Yes, absolutely. Well, cool. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, midlifers. And you know, the the older I get, the more I'm excited about the Lord coming. Definitely and I'm excited about the future. Right. I'm excited about investing in people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think once again, it's easy to fall prey mm-hmm. to depression here. Right. But remember that God can take your mess. Yes. And turn it into a message for His glory for your good. Even if you're a midlifer. Even if you're a midlifer. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Oh, 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 oh,